Welcome back, everybody, to Tuesday night. I was seeing, I was giving Kevin a chance there to, to uh, not say Jackie, but he did. Kevin Ricker, that is. That was a my sound lunch. check. I don't understand why we're talking about this out loud. I mean, no, that was not a sound check. It was a sound check. Turned into a sound check, I guess. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Check that. I'm Ken Marangolo, and on behalf of First Amendment Sports, welcome back to the Nat Shift. Um, and we're very happy to be uh, talking about the Nationals week that was. Yo, man, this is the kind of week that we thought we'd be covering from the jump. Damn, it was fun. Damn, it was fun. Damn, it's going to be fun to talk about. Best week of the season so far. Number one. Number one week, six and one. Semana de uno. Um, a lot of individual stuff. Uh, I, so... We're 19-17, tied in the win column with, I think, everybody. And uh, one and a half games back in the loss column. And after last week when we agreed that a worthy goal would be getting to 20-20, and 20, um, we, we put the uh, accelerator down. And, uh, you know, that's we can, we, can, we can elevate our goals now. You know, now, now it's time to think just a little bit bigger. Um, well, before we get there, I'd like to thank the Pittsburgh Pirates, the fans of Pittsburgh, just Pittsburgh in general for being mm. so gracious to us this month of May across the board in D.C. sports. But we, we talked about it last week. We say something nuts always happens when, when the Pirates come to town. Something exciting always happens. And from the moment they got here until the moment they left, it's been nothing but sweet. They got a dose of uh, Scherzer and Strasburg um, where I think we won a combined 21-7 to over, over two nights. Uh, that started our week off. Um, we were on the front side of the 12 and four game when we talked last last Tuesday night and uh, we were in the midst of a four game sweep against uh, Pittsburgh and it even included I think we predicted that sweep as well well we certainly we, 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 we needed that because um, in order to get two and above 500 in a hurry you know got to get wins and they came into town on a five game win streak so it's not like we just you know dealt with some turds yeah, they, they, you know, Roark got a win in that series. Um, Solis had, had a strong performance in that three to one game. Um, I don't I know. I got the win there. Yeah. I, I, I just, I like that. I like that. The, 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 there was something done. Well, I don't know. Let's talk about I'm dying to talk about uh, Davy, but I want to talk about some guys that actually like got it done with you know with, with the bad and with the leather. I mean, how do we? How do we? I think we have to call a week like this an Adams. I mean, homeboy was just on fire, locked in, Ken. 10 for 25 in a seven-day stretch of seven starts for the guy. Seven starts, 10 for 25. With a lot of home runs. Seven dongs, 13 ribbies, and 10 runs. I mean, that's putting in work. That's a a week. He's about to get player of the month on a week's worth of pay. He's, He's... Exactly the kind of guy in Adam Lind where you wonder why is he he could be starting for a lot of teams. Why did he come here? Well, I love FP talking about the fact that Freddie Freeman got moved to third base because down in Atlanta they understood the power of that bat in that lineup. You know, I know he's, he's got a few liabilities, although he looked awesome playing the field this past week. I mean, he made some serious plays. Uh, he looked legit. He did look legit, and he hustles and he plays hard, and uh, he's a nasty out. And they say he's not great against left-handed pitching. Well, he proved that wrong as well. But when Freddie Freeman, who's as big of a gnat killer as there is in baseball, and a perennial all-star and a superstar, and I think an eventual Hall of Famer, gets moved from first base to third base, obviously they saw something there. 
that, that we now have in our dugout. He has the numbers. I mean, he's always been yeah. a, a, a guy that can that can play baseball. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Something else they said, and I hate to just repeat what we hear on TV, but they were talking about, you know, he's kind of putting himself in his life in order. He's got some mental training coach. And, I mean, if you think why, how is a guy like this available to be on our bench? I don't know. He sounded like he had some things to sort out, and he got him sorted out and then found out where he needed to be to, like, you know, for him to be right. Got some good advice from a former Nat mm-hmm. to uh, to come here. Um, she got the names on the tip of my tongue. Who did he call to see to come here? Was it Chris Heisey? Heisey and him were best friends, I yeah, believe. I think yeah. it was Heisey. I think Heisey was like, yeah, you got to go there, man. You have to, that's the place for you. And it's hard not to regurgitate some of the stuff we see on TV. We watch yeah. the local feed, Ken. I mean, this is where we're getting our gnats. Unless you're streaming it, you know, this is... But, listen, we all know about most of this stuff. It's fun to watch it regurgitated to us from them. But when you, when you hear how happy he is to be here, and like you said, he had gone through some struggles, and he's just talking about what a great environment it is and how positive it is and how he just couldn't be happier to be a part of this squad. It's yeah. just it's the brotherhood we talk about. These guys have it. Well, you know. speaking of, uh, we all get the same feed and watch the same game. The, you know, it, some of the cold weather that, that everyone's played in in the early season games. You know, you know, some stands are pretty empty. Uh, a lot right now in Major League Baseball. Uh, it's starting to get better, but um, so you have an opportunity to hear individual people if they choose to make themselves vocal this at a, a fact. at a stadium and they're sitting close enough to where the microphones are. If there's not enough people there to drown, to counter it and balance it all out, you're going to hear that guy for nine innings or four quarters or three periods, you know, or, or, you know, or whatever. Um, so we've got a little bit of that. And I, so if you're listening and you're, you're close enough to do that, don't be the guy who's going to yell like everything you've ever thought of for, for the entire nine inning game. Cause we can hear you and you know, you, you know, you're watching too. So you can hear it too. So don't be that guy. But if you want to shout the Nat Shift or, or shout out to the Nat Shift <laughs> with an F- FP's mic range, please, that would be awesome. Let her rip. Because we'll hear it because we're watching. Um, so Matt Adams had a great week. It was, it was also a different kind of week for Harper. Um, very productive, uh, but it, just a complete shift in, my, in you know, paradigm, my, you know, mind, complete mind job, uh, if you will, on... I think on, on pitchers and opposing managers, um, he's batting leadoff, and it's working out pretty damn well. Well, he started batting leadoff on May 1st. Exactly. We talked about getting May here. We talked about Davey. We've talked about the bench. May 1st, he becomes our leadoff hitter. What happened? I believe he went 6-1. Uh, and one. Uh, I know that with him hitting first, now you've forced Trey Turner into a situation where he's going to see some pitches. Matt Adams certainly is going to start scaring some people into a point but I know that, uh, hey, Matt Adams had, in four separate games this week, three RBIs and two runs in, in, in four separate games. And Harper did that three separate times. I mean, between the two of them, they, they, they hit 11 home runs. And, I mean, 16 runs scored and 22 RBIs. That, that's, that's a tremendous, dramatic difference from where we've been without Bryce hitting first. Yeah. I don't know if this lasts all year long, but it just leads me to think about how happy I am that Mike Rizzo put the bench together that he did this offseason. I mean, I would bet Adam Eaton won Bryce, too, if, if I got a healthy... If, sure. you know, if I have healthy Adam Eaton, which we, we seem to be getting closer to, um, I think Davey puts him at leadoff that second, and then as soon as he's, he knows his bat's right. 
Uh, and you bet Bryce behind him. Absolutely a tremendously well-managed week. When you make a, a decision like that, that you know, it causes ripples all through baseball. You know, everyone's talking about it. It's the big thing. It, and then it comes back on you with six, six wins. And, and how, how, how could it have gone better? A, a major decision that way. How could it have gone better? It's such a elementary thing. Like, if you think about it, you have a guy who the other team is willing to put on base almost half the time, it seems. Sometimes three-quarters of the time. Why wouldn't you as a manager want that guy to get the most possible at-bats in every single game? I understand the, the uh, power and the RBIs and the, you, you have expectations for your top guy, top two, two batters to get on base for Bryce. But um, in, the, in today's day and age, you know, not, not to go full money ball, but it's, it's getting on base, period. If, so any um, guy stole a base the other night. He's he he can hurt you just by just being a guy that gets on base. Absolutely, and guess who it's helped tremendously. Even though he's been hot, a guy like Wilmer Defoe hitting in the nine slot. You know what he did this weekend? He goes nine for twenty-two. The dude's got four walks. The dude's on base the whole time. You know who's hitting behind him? Bryce Harper. You know he's he's making them pay. And it's brilliant having the pitcher in the eighth yeah. slot with Wilmer hitting in the ninth, with Bryce sitting right behind him, and Wilmer's taking full advantage of it. I think Wilmer's had six walks, six walks with nine base hits. I mean, that guy's on base nonstop against Pittsburgh. I think he was on base 11 or 12 times. I mean, holy guns? hell. You see his guns? I love the guy. He's got he, guns. He's a power-packed. He's, he's, he's got a Mighty Mouse thing going on over there with Eaton. He, he's, he's a bull. And just so we're all, like, as Nats fans, um, where we divide or where we come together on things like, for example, uh, don't have to go into it, uh, very happy that Weeders is back, healthy, playing good baseball. Um, but... Similarly, we had a playoff loss where Wilma Defoe found himself in the unenviable spot of being the only guy Dusty, Dusty could go to, um, and it left a bad taste in people's mouths. He wasn't there yet. Um, he got put in a bad spot, and I, I, I'm honestly saying, like, I think, like, he's a net, and he, you know, he's definitely um, ingratiated himself in in the core of the fan base. Dude, he play, he, he can play four or five or six different positions. He's our guy. He's got power. He's getting on base nonstop. He steals bases. I mean, he plays all across the infield, and he's a nasty rifle arm. He's, he's ridiculous in the field. Never I, wanted I, I, us to get rid of Defoe the way that I wanted us to get rid of Weeders. I never just negatively no, associated no, no, him. No, 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 no. But uh, take a look anything. at this bench, dude. Look at what he did. If we were fully healthy, we got guys that are supposed to come off our bench like I Matt know. Adams, Howie Kendrick, and Wilmer Defoe. Yep. Dude, that's our bench at full strength. Are yep. you freaking kidding me? A guy who's a top two, top three guys uh, in the league in doubles, and Howie Kendrick Defoe, who's nine for twenty-two. You know, in the last week, that I'll take that over just about it. You know? Oh, and and uh, the big, you know, I, I like the way that um, Ryan Zimmerman continues to get at bats. Obviously, he needs to get at bats, and when we get to the you know colder days of fall, you know, I, I think a guy like Davey's going to go with the Zimmerman. You know, when he as long as he's healthy. Um, I want to. I want that bat in there, and if all these other guys are playing well, I mean, Zimmerman's gonna have plenty of chances to get on track. And, and he was three for ten, but you, when you keep the hat, the hot bat going, you know, like I said, another amazing managerial decision. You can't take Matt Adams out of there. You can't. You just can't. And, and he's found some at bats for Zim, and he's given Zim some rest. And you know, Zim's gonna be just fine, and we know that. What do we talk about him having more? Uh, Bat more good outs than anyone. The ball's coming off the bat 95 miles per hour, and, and he has the second most outs in that. Forget about it. It's not like he's up there swinging a bad bat. 
That's right. He's going to be just fine. And what a fill-in guy for a week, Matt Adams. I mean, how many professional hitters do we need coming off our bench? I mean, I'm tickled by it, and, and, the, and the at-bats they're getting can only help in the long run. 307, 10, 10 home runs, 23 RBIs. I mean, that's... That's all-star numbers, man. That's yeah, all-star it numbers. It reads better. Technically, it, it reads better than... I mean, because Bryce Harper's batting average is 237, yeah. so... Um, but his at-bats, he's... he's he, he, because of how many times he walked, where, where is he at? 40 walks? Yep, he got to 40. God, that's ridiculous. Trey Turner has to over 23... Uh, over 20 walks, 23. Week in, week out, he's got more walks than strikeouts. Trey's been patient at the plate, man. It's, it's fun to watch. And how about the pop of him taking the ball yard last night? I mean, I, he can hit the ball all over the place. And watching him score and slide home, that time from freaking from first to home is, is bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre how fast he is. And you compare him to some of these guys, that's elite-level speed. That's top NFL cornerback speed he's running at. I mean, so what decisions are you making? I mean, who's – are hey, these guys going right back or what? Uh, I, I don't know. What's your Michael A. Taylor? Where are you at on Michael A. Taylor right, these well, days? You know I love Michael A. I do too. And, and, and watching him play the outfield is for a defensive baseball lover is tremendous. He's all over the place. One for 23 this week. Yeah. You know, when it rains, it pours with him at the plate. Uh, but I know he's the kind of guy that in the postseason, when he's hitting seventh – and he comes up, and we're, we're down a run. There's a guy on first. After last season, we believe we believe that he's a, he's a timely guy. He's a clutch guy. But when he goes on a stretch run, he goes on one. Yep. And when he's down, he's down. I mean, you can afford to keep a guy like that in the lineup, I suppose, if you're the Nats, if, if these other guys turn it on. I think, Harp, I think Zimmerman has to play better for us to stick it out with Taylor long-term if, you have, or if you're all of a sudden looking for a place to put, the, you know, I don't know. What are any of these guys? I mean, where, where are you putting Defoe? Can you put? He's played center for us. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. He can play. He can play left. He can play center. He can play third, short, and second. I mean, that's invaluable. It's invaluable, especially when a team's dealing with injuries. And if Daniel Murphy can figure it out, um, it's funny. My uncle uh, Rich said that he thinks the team has been shout lied. out Uncle Rich. Shout out Uncle Rich. He's been. He has been. Um, we've been lied to. Lied to. Uh, by the team since the end of last season about the severity of what's been going on. I mean, at this point in time, I think all signs are pointing towards positive, uh, but there's nothing pointing to definitive. Yeah. And it's weird. I'll agree with Uncle Rich uh, at the way the Nats, uh, what, 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 how they uh, just said it out loud, the way, the way they use it. What, what's the political term I'm using for? I'm looking for because when they say microfracture surgery, I'm fully aware that that's usually a year and a half situation. Ooh, yeah. And then microfracture, and he could be back by the start of next year. I, I never thought those two things meshed. It was spun to us as if it was minor microfracture surgery. There isn't minor microfracture surgery. Yeah. Now, uh, of course, it's different in the NBA than it is in Major League Baseball, but that, that term, microfracture, scares the crap out of me. And I'm hoping to get him back for a second half run and for the postseason. And I never thought he was coming back in early May, like they said. But I'm, I'm worried about him and Eaton because we have been lied to. The Nets—they're allowed to do that. I don't mind. Yeah, it. that's what you know. That's that's the way we got to read through that. Professional crap. sports yes. is operated. Yes. I, mean, I, I don't think there's any dishonor in that or whatever. It's their business. It's literally their business. Um, I and mean, dude, we just found out last week that Anthony Rendon has a, has a fracture in his toe. Yeah. You know, and he unwillingly admits it to Chelsea James in a in a, in a non-verbal <laughs> communication. Whatever, man. Hey, 
that's what it is. It's baseball, and when you have guys coming off our bench and coming out of our minors like we do with the level that we have, yep. that's how we're above water right now. I mean, I, I love the way we've taken this three all-star loss on the chin. I do. Shout out Matt Adams. Two doubles last night, I think, for uh, oh, Rendon. Yeah. Two, I mean, I thought the ball was going to go through the wall both times he hit it. He hit two seed doubles, like where it was hit so hard off the wall, he had to hustle into second. It was nice to see two bags getting a couple of them now. I wanted to, I wanted to figure out what, how how to get Strasburg involved in this stats conversation because his his he's having a pretty damn good year. His ERA is three five. He's four and three. Um, he's around sixty strikeouts, but. I mean, Max Scherzer is like a freaking superhero. Like, yeah. there's nothing. I was waiting until we, we approached the, the, the numbers of this week having 23 strikeouts and four walks and two quality starts and, and one W. But, you know, 15 strikeouts, at least he didn't take an L. I know he didn't get the decision, but what a great come from behind win. And he put it all on his shoulders against another ace. He always seems to out ace the other ace. Uh, you know, ninety percent of the time, it's a and, and it's a done. It's a done deal. I think it's interesting too because so at this pace, he's going to get another Cy Young award. You just you would say at this pace, he's six and one, and to that point, he's he's hanging losses on guys uh, when he when he faces them, yeah. and that that and when when the Cy Young ballots go out and they got those extra losses, and some of them are from Max himself, and that's I mean that. That, that's one of the many things that distinguishes him that makes the, its razor-thin margins at the top of the Kershaws and the Bumgarners. But, like, Scherzer, yeah. he's just better. And he's better when he gets you face-to-face as well. He's brilliant, and I'm so lucky we have him. And he's a bulldog, and he's as competitive, as feisty a competitor as we have in D.C. Uh, every fifth day, it's just remarkable that we have a guy. I hope everyone's embracing the badassness of a Max Scherzer because it's must-watch. I can't miss a pitch when he's out there. It's so entertaining. It's ridiculous. So, Strasburg has a, you know, a few less strikeouts, obviously. Um, so he, does everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But he's, he's ahead of Strauss. He's ahead of Scherzer in um, innings pitched, 53.2 to 51.2, which is awesome for Strasburg. That's a quarter of the way towards a, a horse you know, season. Get that 200-plus innings in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great watching him go to 110 last night, 109, yeah. you know? Yeah. And two-thirds of those pitches were strikes. Amazing. Gio has less innings pitched, but only one less, you know, start. And, and he, him and Scherzer have the exact same amount of earn, total earned runs, 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gonzalez's ERA is 2.3. It's a little higher than that 1.7 Scherzer has. But I don't know. I, I, I want to make sure we, we appreciate Gio, too, because I think that uh, for, how, for whatever reason... He, he, you know, he's completely lost uh, on the uh, in the headlines uh, for this Nats team, but he's pretty damn solid. He chugs along, doesn't he? Uh, last season he chugged along. I think he wound up with the third high, third lowest ERA in the National League. He gets it done. He scares the crap out of me in the postseason, but you know what? He, he, we'll figure it out. We'll figure that out, especially when we got the bullpen straightened out. And hey, last year his numbers would have been ridiculous with that bullpen. I mean, straight. he's right now he's four and two. Yeah. He's got to be. Tickled. He's yeah. got to be thinking, "Oh my God!" Because last year he was with the same numbers. He was probably two and four, yeah. um, because the bullpen uh, just laid waste to him more than anybody well, they, else. They cost him four to five wins easily, easily uh, without yeah. uh, unquestioned. By they, I mean Blake Trine and them. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not not the law firm. And no. by 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 legitimate blow, we're talking about games in which he was winning by more than one run, like probably two or three runs in some cases. 
Uh, oh, it was comical. Potentially even more. It was comical. Uh, yeah, just we we could have closed out, but one not of those. so funny for the good guys, for the good fans. No, we couldn't. Yeah, hey. hey. Gio's been doing great, man. Yep. I love it. I love what value we get in that guy, a starting lefty that eats innings and has a low ERA and, and does what he does. Hey, I'm tickled when we throw him out there as the 3-4 guy. It's fantastic. And we need a lefty because, you know what, we got a bunch of righties, if anyone hadn't noticed. So we're high on Davey this week. Uh, I think he gets a lot of credit for, for go, uh, you know, for uh, the, the, the greatness of the week itself, but to, you, you know, you, you're reporting that you still got some haters out there. Yeah, there's people that, uh, you know. What's the hate about this guy? I, I, I think if you just don't come out the gates 10-3 and three and win every series, that there's going to be some uh, some Dusty hangers on that, you know. I didn't like the way Dusty went out of town, but it, it, it's what it is. This is baseball. Yeah. It's a business. It's what happened. And uh, I think there's a bit of a I told you so type attitude with some of these guys. Uh, I, you know, I, you know me. I'm a big let the season unfold. You know, we're not even a fifth of the way there. And we're right, right around a fifth. There's so much baseball to be played. Yep. There's so many things that are going to happen. I think you look at this week and you take it week by week like we like to do here on the Nat Shift, and uh, you can't overlook what he's done this week. He started the month of May out batting Harper leadoff. We know what that's done for the team. He's got Matt Adams in there every night. We know what that's done for the team. I love the walk-off home run hugs. You know, the guy oh, steps yeah. on home plate. He's get. This is a this is a this is a uh, players manager, and he's also checking the numbers, and they're worried about the lefty pitchers in the le- next two nights. He assured us Matt Adams was going to start one of those two nights. Yeah, and it's oh, all yeah. about the analytics with him, with some heart thrown in. So it's not pure analytics, it's not pure heart, it's not it's not pure money ball, it's not pure dusty gut. It's somewhere in between, and uh, it's for us to figure out which way he's going to head. And so far, so good. I'm digging the guy. I'm digging his presence in the post game. Interviews. I'm digging everything about him. Yeah, I I think he's steering the ship I th- and stirring the, the Kool Aid. I think he's and I think he's doing it all uh, at a first rate level. I hate our record as much as anybody. Um, I think so. Speaking of that, and in honor of the over under theme of the evening in this basement tonight, um, over under a hundred games. I mean, at this point in time, are, are you are we looking at a hundred win team? Ooh. Ah. Uh, Man, it's so good, technically it's the number is 99.5, yeah. over under 99.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be right there, but it's, it's going to be hard for me to say 100 with three superstars on the sidelines right now and not knowing. The great unknown is going to cause me to say we're going to be right there at 95 to 100 in my book and the way we get going, but we've had such health across the board with our starting pitching and not so much health with our three superstars. It's going to be hard for me to say that this team could go get 100, but it's not going to shock me one bit if these guys come back and start playing the way they do and, and, then, and then have the guys like the Adams, the Kendricks, and the Defos coming off the bench to help out. So I'm going to say I'm going to put us right around 97, 98 if I had to take down, so I'm going to take the under, Ken. I'm definitely going with the over yeah. because I think that we have a lot of 6-1 and one weeks in us. I'm, I don't believe that we have as much of a concentration of the three and four, three and five weeks ahead of us that we've seen already. Um, and, and part of that is based on how I felt about this team all along. It's how you felt about this team all along. And I, what I think, I don't think, I don't think you would call a team like this hot. Um, I think you have to call a team like this playing to their expectations. Uh, we, you expect the Nationals to win. They should be freaking winning, and when they're not winning, they shouldn't be not winning. But 81 and 45 from here on out is that's that's 36 games. 
That's that's a lot. It is, and you know, and and uh, on thinking about watching each and every one of those games, it's, it's a long way from here to there. I can certainly imagine it, but if, you know, in Davy's mind, going, you know, winning two out of three that means you're winning series for the most part. You got to mix in some, um, you got to mix in a few sweeps here and there, but. You know this team is built to to win games, and I mean it's just as easy as that. I mean you have they have really really strong um, rotation uh, off the mound. Their their bullpens coming together, but offensively, I mean they they're gonna they they have the power to to outscore any team most nights. So two out of three for the for the, you know for, from here to there. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to have like multiple streaks of double-digit wins this season. I'm in total agreement with you. Uh, uh, you know, I don't like to be the guy that takes the under here. I have it's noticed a hard number right from here. The resurgence of the Phillies, the young talent, and, and rallying around Arietta. That, that you know, that come behind win against them the other night was a big, big punch in their face. That was a big listen. Yep. We're still the grill on the block. We're still the grill on 95 here. The Mets can have their crap with Harvey and their starting pitching and blah blah blah. And you know, they started off hot as hell and now they've come back down to earth, but. Philadelphia and Atlanta are decidedly better, I believe, than they were last year, and 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 so are the Mets, and I think that has something to do with my uh, that's true my, I mean, my inability to want to say we're going to go eighty one and thirty six or thirty five or whatever it's going to be. We crapped the bed against those teams, anyways. Yeah, we did. When we're great and they suck. Yeah. Um, now we were, we were pretty good at playing down to the competition last year when we were thirteen games up with two months to go, and it just didn't we didn't become too intense until it got intense. And then a, a certain inning intensified our belief in drinking more whiskey. So, pulling one thing up here before we before we leave out. Uh, and while you're doing that, let me just say this: the one thing I wanted to mention this week was after Anthony Rendon does his his sabbatical and hangs out with the Peanuts and does his thing and comes back and I think it was the Peanuts. Where, where did he go? Wherever it was, it was with Mr. Soto. And Chelsea James and the rain delay said, does anyone want me to just shout out? And I get to hear the play-by-play, and Rendon goes three for three and rips it up down there. And Soto hits a ball that everyone's still talking about. And Rendon comes back and does an interview and says, that man is legit. And you don't hear Rendon talk this way. That man is legit. He's the real deal. He'll be up here doing that in no time. I mean, he he saw firsthand what this young man brings to the table. And if in, you've been listening to the, to this network, you've you heard it on Nat Scraps, not, and you've been hearing it on Nat Shift since since the winter when we started doing this show when no one was talking baseball so much. But uh, Soto is a player that Rizzo drew a line in the sand in front of. We could have done deals. There would have been deals done if we would have been willing to get rid of Soto, and we big fat weren't. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of baseball purists, a lot of people who think that. You should never get that tied to a prospect ever. I think people will be shocked at some of the trades that we could have done because of not just because of, of how much other people do believe in this kid. Yeah. Um, I think people were. I think some of the deals that we could have gotten that we didn't do were more because of Soto than Robles because I don't think teams came to us looking for Robles because I think teams assumed he was he was we might have needed him this sure. season. But Soto is is going to be a player. Um, and you know what? That reminds me. We have to line up some future episodes here in the next month and a half. We're going to pick a couple Tuesdays. We're going to call and talk to um, 
Hawaiian me- Tropic? Media directors oh. of our oh. minor league teams. I, awesome. That's just as good. It's just, just as good. As good. Yeah. Uh, but Brian Stabby will be the oil boy on this summer's Hawaiian Tropic. Um, Thanks for volunteering your time, Brian. I know that that's, a lot, that's a lot, but, you know, someone's got to do it, man. And um, 81 is the countdown that starts tonight. I like putting un, I like putting pressure, setting realistic goals. Uh, today, May 8th, 2018, we make 100. I make 100, go, 100 wins. One of my main main goals of 2018. 81 is the countdown. Um, we will get there. I say we will get there. I, I hope you're right. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to say this. I think when we're talking about this team at the end of this run, at the end of this season, we'll be happy that we went through what we went through in the month of April, that we dealt with the, the crap that happened to us, the injuries that happened to us, that we, we, we took it all and we, and, we fought and we spit adversity, we spit right in adversity's face. That's something we didn't go through last year. We kind of coasted and it was time to rock and roll. We weren't ready to get on the dance floor. We just weren't. We were right there. We weren't far off, but I don't think we were battle tested. They say iron sharpens iron, and I, and I look for some of that moving forward and ingratiating these all-star guys back into the lineup and having these superstar bench players have to take a reserve role. And, uh, and, and, a, and a big shout-out to those three guys. That, that Can you imagine bringing Adams, Kendrick, and Defoe off the bench? I, I can't imagine anyone else has got something like that. No one's got a guy who's going to come in and hit seven home runs and ten hits. Do they have a starting bench all-star guy? Because Matt Adams is... Right now, they're well, scribbling him in onto the ballots right now at the bottom of the first baseman, and they're not sure what to do or where to put him. I mean, so it's gonna, I mean, the Zimmerman decision is going to be interesting. If Matt Adams yeah. keeps going out and hitting home run after home run after home run, uh, and not just, like, you know, guy jumping and barely catching it, like mammoth tape measure shots. Oh, it's so fun to watch. Um, I, think we, I think what we'll see first is we'll see, you know, one guy get – Two at bats, one guy get three at bats, um, and I, I I love it. Spread the at bats out. And I mean, know, I, I got it. I think Ryan Zimmerman. I think in fact he's like second on our team um, in total at bats. Uh, that's not true. He's fifth. Um, but they're all lumped in, in a twenty-five to thirty at bat range from Trey Turner to Ryan Zimmerman, and and him and Michael Taylor. That we're feeding him at bats right yeah. now, and I have no problem with that whatsoever. And we all know what happens when Zim gets going. That's right. We all know what happens when he starts hitting it to right, right, center, center field. We all know what happens. He goes on a 10-game tear and goes from hitting, you know, 190 to 260 out of nowhere. We know that happens. I just love the way it's being managed, and it's not about ego here. It's about winning. And uh, Zim is our guy. There's no doubt about it. But Matt Adams, what a huge pickup and what production. What a great week. I mean, I, we got to call the seven-home run week in Adams. I mean, it hasn't happened since we started. Adams. And if you can if you can go Adam plus, Adams plus, then, then good luck. And we got a guy that might. We do have a guy that has a shot. We have two of them. One of them is Matt Adams. I don't think there's another team in the majors that has two guys with 10 or more home runs on, 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 the, on the roster mm-hmm. uh, and starting every night currently. Um, what, they, will, what they combined to do last week was gigantic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Guys like Stanton and Judge, um, bets even for the Red Sox and any of those other guys when they want to get hot on, on, on Boston's stacked roster. Um, yeah, Betts is a bad, bad dude. They're going to get a lot of play. Um, we know all about the AL East here in D.C. in this area, and, and uh, we know how that, that works. And until, it, it, like the Caps, until the Nats prove it in the postseason, which is where they, be- A, belong, and B, 
um, need need to do better with, and and see where they will be judged overall as a team. In, in our opinion, um, they got to get there and they got to prove it. Uh, and I th- I think they're going to do it between now and the next time we talk. Um, we got two games to finish out the San Diego series starting later on this evening. Hellickson, who we can't just like end the show without giving him a little bit of depth. I've been trying to convince you to give him a you little bit of that. You don't have to convince me. You know no, how I feel. No, no, I know. But I have you, nothing I, you can tell us. I'm not talking about performance. I'm talking about he, how he pitches is soothing. After a long, hard day, when you guys want to turn it on later on this evening, it's nice to watch Hellickson pitch. It's like jazz music. He is a strike thrower, but he's all around the strike zone. He's not exactly in the strike zone. His really laid-back approach and his, and his wind-up, it it's mesmerizing to me. And, and the dude just keeps getting it done. He hasn't gotten a decision yet, and he got the early hook, and I get the formula, yeah. and I agree with it. But I really like what he's done, productive-wise, in the fifth slot, and I like watching him pitch. It's like knitting or crocheting or doing a crossword puzzle. It's just soothing to the beast. I hate that Orioles, because a lot of my Oriole fan friends, our Oriole fan friends, they weren't, they're not big Hellickson guys. Yeah, and, and, and rightly so. I know. But he was the Rookie of the Year and the, and the Golden Glove winner in 2012, you know? Not it's, not like it's not like he's nobody. Exactly. And, you know, Baltimore's got other stuff to worry about. They got, uh, they got bigger crabs to fry at this point. Yeah, they do. And, and I'm not worried about that. I have no problem with the team, and I, and I don't like seeing them being in last place. I don't. But if you're going to ask me about Angelos, I'll give you a different answer. That's right. And and let's be honest. It's I mean, we know what it's like to be in to feel uh, the the power of the, the Yankees and the Red Sox lording over um, a five. I mean, a five. Yeah. They're like almost they're almost like an NBA super team to, unto themselves. Like yeah. when the when the Orioles were great in the late '90s, the the AL East was like almost like an NBA super team. That's a strong big three: Red Sox, Yanks, Orioles. Um, but I digress. We, we, we do stay on the road. We do, we do continue to play late through Friday. We got um, 10 o'clock game tonight, not in the nines, as we say, in the, in the uh, baseball. Stabby's at the nines. If all the games for the rest of the week are in the 9 o'clock area, do we say that's on the nines? Yep. Okay, Con- confirmation. We have a voucher. Four games set in Arizona. Tough series there, boy. I, I, I think... I, I, the one thing I wanted to bring up on this show was the importance of that series. So I don't want to jump the gun. We were just 6-1 and one for the first time all season. We just had our best week ever um, after some really mediocrely terrible uh, weeks. Um, but I feel like you have to always want to judge yourself against the best teams in the league. And it's four games on the road. Uh at the, at the back end of a West Coast swing, which is hell in every professional sport. It's statistically speaking, teams do not do well. Um, yeah, it's and time to grind early in the season. Yes. It's grinding time. This, to me, this is my first uh, really like, you know, inflection point of the season. This is my first big, big one. It has nothing to do with coming back and playing the Yankees um, uh, ahead of an important series against the Dodgers next week or late next week. Um, it's it's about measurement, like who who we are as a team. We're giving them both Scherzer and Strasburg, and they're getting Tanner Roark. The only one they're not getting is Geo. Um, they're getting your uh, big big. In fact, Big Easy, uh, Jeremy Hellickson. Mm, big smooth. What's up, Big Smooth and he Easy? He gets the Sunday night 
um, ESPN game uh, against Godly. How many? How many of these is he gonna get? I mean, he if people like some guy in like North Dakota is like, man, yeah. I thought the Nets were like full of like all stars. I just keep seeing Helixson. Yeah, well, if he's up to what he's up to, he's probably also thinking this dude's easy like Sunday evening. Because I'm telling you, this dude will just. It's so. Um, it's so. Sm- it's like getting a massage watching him. Pitch. He has zero. He has zero losses on the season. He also has zero wins. Yes, that's true. His record is completely he's just, he's unblemished. Just, he's so easy. He's so easy going. Free of blemish. Yeah, he's, he's never up or down. He's, he's just too right, cool even for keeled. a record. Very even keeled. Uh, if, if I mean, I know Keegan's not listening to this one show that we do, uh, but zero and zero for Hellickson to an Orioles fan has to sound so great. He's got four decent starts for us. Yeah. Uh, he gives us five innings a game, and then all of a sudden he's just out of the game. They're like, hey, was he? Did, who started? Dude tonight? had a one hitter going into the sixth inning <laughs> last week. They're like, hey, we're gonna give I this mean, one to the bullpen, and he just and he's just up there, and it's like, eh, eh. it's like he's thinking, should I pitch this or should I just walk off, take my uniform off, and never play Major League Baseball again? He's gonna go surf. <laughs> he just seems of like exactly. Indonesia. I just want a sandwich. I mean, he's good. He's good to go. Hey, tonight, just watch it. Just be yeah. mesmerized by it. And uh, we come into the, the to the middle of the week. We got uh, Gonzalez, then Roark um, is game one against Arizona. And your weekend set starts on Friday night. Max Scherzer, Saturday night. Oh, I'm sorry, Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock start, Strasburg on Fox Sports 1. And Sunday night on ESPN again, Hellickson against Godley. That's game four uh, of that set in Arizona. And I'm just saying... That to me, that's a big one. That's the Baltimore game. Uh, I, you know, that was the Minnesota New Orleans game for the Redskins this past year. I, I, I feel like this for the Nationals organization. This one, this is a big, big deal to me. All right, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to ask you this: three and a half over under this week. Of where, wins, where total wins. Three and a half. It's a big over under. I'm not going to give you three. We'll push. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll take. I'll take the uh, over. I think there's some um, correction coming. Four and two would be a huge, huge thing for this. To record. follow up a six yes. and one week, yeah, absolutely. And that, that's again, that's that's the team I think that we are. I don't think we're yeah. a team that. Um, I think we're going to rectify mathematically. You know, some of that terribleness. Of we the are side. rectifying mathematics up in this. Uh, I, we're well gonna, done, sir. We're going to have some six and well ones. Done. We're going to have some five and twos. We're going to have some four and ones, five and ones. And I, and I think that um, San Diego does not want any part of us. Nah, there's two right there. That's two right there's, away on the top. There's two in the hand. And I'm taking Scherzer and Strasburg. I, I mean, think I'm just, so. I, just I think so. That's four. And you know what? If you look at the schedule, if you're and if you're looking at it right now, you, you're probably listening, listening to this, you know, super late on a Tuesday night. If you're driving, uh, you probably shouldn't be driving. <laughs> but they don't even have a starter up against Tanner Roark. The Arizona Diamondbacks haven't come up with a man who's ready and willing to stand up to Tanner Roark and that glorious beard. Hmm. Well, it's like a tough man competition. You know, he's a story he's, to come. It's a, a big burly man standing there by a cactus. Who wants a piece? Come get you some. Come get you some next Tuesday night when we rejoin you after hopefully um, another strong week. On behalf of Kevin Ricca. I am so excited about this past week. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening up. Keep it going, Matt Adams. Keep the roll on. Representing fans everywhere and their beards, Brian Stabby. Thank you, sir. I'm Ken Marangolo, and on behalf of First Amendment Sports and Basement Podcast Studios all across this land, this was the Nat Shift. Sounds like Helixson pitching right here. 
Late night call in uh, Answering your uh, love questions All of us Just All night long Hotline in the basement What was the Delilah 97.1 She's got nothing on us Put a night shift in for the night shift. I bet you 